0: Reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da 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 doo patrol! Welcome to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me as always it is Murray Fox. And this week we're going back into the Silver Age and we are looking at Doom Patrol number 105 from August 1966. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like another Bob Brown. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think it's his cover. It's pretty, I'm pretty sure not pretty nanny, so. Yeah. We're getting my to down. Yeah, if it isn't the one, it's definitely the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Bob Brown. And we got. ready. We have. Uh... <laughs> well, Mr. 103 is back. Yes. Uh... <laughs> the Encyclopedia of Evil. That's right. <laughs> the man who can change his body into any number of elements. That is right. And right here he looks like some sort of weird Radio Shack <laughs> crossed with a Galacto, Galactus Herald yeah. <laughs> type of fit. I'm not sure what's going on in this one. It does, yeah. It's very Kirby. Yeah. It's very freaky. yeah, has got freaky hands all yeah. made of wires and caps <laughs> oh, and stuff. Wobbly wires, Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not awesome. sure what's going on there, but I guess we'll find out as we go We on. will, we will. All righty. So diving in there, the honeymoon of terror. Ooh, <laughs> Aren't terror. all honeymoons terrifying? Come on. <laughs> all righty. So we have Elastigirl. She's gone. It seems hard to believe that the wonderful girl, Robot Man Calls All Stretch Socks, has left Doom Patrol headquarters. Don't worry. I am sure she'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, she left all her stuff there. That's right. There's a toothbrush. There's like mm-hmm. a shelf full of things. She won't be gone long. But she's a married woman now, and married girls, they don't have time to fool around. Sorry, fool around with death rays <laughs> and yeah. flying saucers and floating brains. Or do they? And we get a little split-screen action there of, of uh, Mr. 103 taking These on three the team different three points. different ways. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> Looks he's like got a, that uh, East Boy impression down pat, where he turns into something <laughs> but keeps his face. Keeps his face, exactly. Like, oh, I'm an airplane with a freaky face on the front. <laughs> yes, and then he's the transistor guy again, and then he's a volcano dude. A fiery little flaming dude of... I like think he's probably sulfur or something. Yes. They're very big on turning into sulfur so that it... Or phosphorus or something like that that's, that's right true. this is going to be Starts an unflying. issue yeah full of like scientific great science doodads that's right if you need to pass chemistry this is the issue for you that's right i think it's chemistry it's not biology yeah, sixth grade chemistry <laughs> i guess clearly i did not pass my <laughs> <laughs> that may well be true good thing you're a teacher that's right i don't teach science <laughs> Oh, no. okay well fair enough I don't have to worry about that stuff. Okay. <laughs> All righty. you, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's totally someone else. Another department. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so opening up, we get a recap of who the Doom Patrol characters are, just in case you know this is your first issue and you're unfamiliar. Just forget, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can totally tell this is the 60s. This is like mid-60s here. We've got Elastigirl, who's a swinging screen star, and uh, robot man, who's a <laughs> far out sportsman. Far out, man. Far out. And uh, what do they call there for Larry? Not much. He's just a jet test pilot. He flew through an atomic cloud, a radio energy being. Yeah, he doesn't get any fancy schmancy language.
1: He's not language. groovy. He is like not to groovy. see the
0: daddy of all. <laughs> no kidding. He can split uh... an atom with one hand, perform brain surgery on a mosquito with the other, and simultaneously sing. All the parts of Beethoven's ninth symphony. Yee-haw. Is he actually like singing in ninth, the ninth symphony? I Is I, he like doing like uh, a... <laughs> he's probably playing violin <laughs> with his mouth or something? <laughs> All the musical parts there, that's right. He's, he is a wonderful man, the chief. And then we get introduced to the latest member of our cast, the filthy rich mento, Steve Dayton, Rita's husband. Fifth richest man in the world, in case you hadn't heard. In case you hadn't heard, that's right. He is number five, right under Donald Trump and the, the Kennedys, I'm sure. Yeah, at this point, I'm sure. <laughs> righty. so we're in the Doom Patrol headquarters, and uh, Cliff and Larry are going at it again. They're arguing as usual, fighting over the newspaper. <laughs> Ripping it all to shreds. Ripping it all to shreds. shreds. That's right. Exactly. I want this headline. I want this headline? And while they're uh, wrestling around on the ground, that, that's quite a pose that negative man's got there on Larry or on uh, Cliff. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. straddling poor Cliff and I'm trying to melt him down, or something. <laughs> mm. Either way, <laughs> before we get too far into that, the chief comes rolling in and he's. This is why he's the chief. He cuts right to the chase. He's like, I know you both miss Rita. So do I. But must you act like a pair of nasty brats the moment she leaves? What you need is to busy yourself in work. Sorry, bury yourself Mm -hmm. in work. (laughs) Not both work. That's right. So they ask for some work and off they're sent. And then we flash over to Steve Dayton's fancy schmancy home where he is uh, romancing his wife with a little orchid. Giving her breakfast by the pool. And uh, she's asking him, do you really have to go to the office today on Sunday? And he's like, well, suppose I stayed at home. Pretty soon I wouldn't be the fifth richest man in the world. I'd sink to sixth or eighth. You'd be ashamed of me. And then we meet the uh, butler, Osman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who's having trouble rolling the uh, breakfast cart over the door. Over the Mm door stop there, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Dayton, the cart seems to be stuck. And Rita just stretches out her arm and grabs the cart and pulls it right over. And Osman is, of course, shocked. shocked. Gobsmacked. That's right, totally gobsmacked. And uh, Dayton is a little embarrassed. Honey, I've asked you to be careful about that sort of thing. You're going to shake up the servants. And she's all apologetic for the moment. I'm so sorry, dear. It's hard to get used to not being the last girl, but I will try. And at that moment, working on the roof, on a Sunday, is some uh, bricklayer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're the first richest man in the world, you can pay super You can overtime. pay super overtime, that's right. So he's uh, repairing the chimney, and fortunately, he's got shoddy equipment, because it breaks, and he goes tumbling down the roof, and is about to go casplamo on the ground there, but Rita grows humongous, catches him in her hands. I wouldn't want that to happen. I don't watch. I don't think he'd bounce too well. Mm-hmm. He's like a giant dame catching me in the air. Wait till my wife hears about this. Yeah, call our dame again once <laughs> she's got <she's> you. <laughs> That's up right. Who's the dame now, buddy? Smash. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but, but uh, Rita, of course, is is concerned about Steve. I I let you down again, didn't I? Acting like a freak. But really, sweetie, I couldn't let the poor man fall, could I? No, skip it. I'll just have to get used to this kind of thing. Uh-huh. He <laughs> doesn't look like he wants to get used to it. No, he's all uh, grumpy. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rough. However, Steve Drayton is driven off to go to work, and Rita's got on her fancy-schmancy coat, and she's all buttoned up, and and uh, she tells Osman she's got a little shopping to do. I'll be back by five. He's like, very good, madame. Cook is preparing her special crepe Suzettes for this evening. A kind of surprise for you. Well, we're no dummy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not going to be much of a surprise now. <laughs> yeah, big surprise. Thanks. Jerk. <laughs> and uh, as she goes, he thinks to himself, shopping on a Sunday. Extraordinary. Ooh, hmm. Yes. Something is afoot. Something is afoot. So we go back to the Doom Patrol's headquarters, where they have got a new fancy car, and they're commenting about how funny it is to go into action without old stretch girl there. Mm. And Larry's like, you got to get used to it. That's how it's going to be from now on. So they hop into their new uh, car there, the cheap design. It goes from zero to 120 miles an hour in 10 seconds flat. Ooh, the Doommobile. Mobile. Totally. Totally. They're they're like, ah, Rita would love this. She'd get a kick out of this. If only she were, ha, who's singing the blues now, bub? And that is, of course, when Rita pops her head up out of the back seat. And uh, Larry's like, what do you mean, you idiot? Rita, hey, hey, it's Rita. She's like, it's not Gargwags, General Amortas or Mr. 103. Ooh, but very soon it will be. (laughs) She's like, I had to get out of the house, even if only for an hour or so. Now, tell me what kind of caper we're flying off to while I change into my uniform. Eyes front, men. Although I don't know why you know, they got No, She's, a... got her in the I one. On, she's already wearing clothes. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch me take off my jacket. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or uh... she's a weird time. Man. <laughs> really? Really, really. Anyway, Larry uh, decides to clue her in real quick. The chief developed a super Geiger counter, and it detects even minor radioactivity from great distances and he's scanning the city with it every day. <laughs> of course he <it> is. <laughs> <I need you. laughs> and as they go uh zooming off in their new souped-up car, Beast Boy comes running after them. Ah, it wasn't a second too soon. There goes the goon gang without Beast Boy, the biggest freak of them all. Well, I'll take care of that. And he uh, does a little flippity flip, turns himself into a bird. A spiny-tailed swift fastest living mm-hmm. thing on earth now to catch up with that jet job and he goes flying off and he races past them and while he's racing past larry's telling everyone how two days ago the chief detected heavy radioactivity in an area that has no known source no hospitals no labs no nuclear plants what gives because mm-hmm. every city has a nuclear plant right downtown yeah. hmm. And all of a sudden, the engine quits, and Cliff is, the engine's dead. I don't get it. I checked it out this morning. Mm. Hold it while well, I take a look at the air intake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough, flying at sure. got sucked. It That's sucked right. The <laughs> <laughs> he got sucked right in there. He's okay, uh, my you. He's, <laughs> he's totally fine. His feathers are a little ruffled, and his hair's a little messed up. but uh yeah, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he loved it. <laughs> I enjoy that when he turns into animals, his face turns green again, and then when he turns back into himself in costume, he's got the purple mask I know, he's going. got, like, a purple face mask that covers his entire head. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like a pantyhose, right? He's, he's that's totally what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing purple okay. pantyhose. Hmm. Very interesting, Beast Boy. <laughs> is there something you'd like to tell us? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rita's like, look at you, you're a mess. If you were my kid, I'd, I'd probably take you out of the pantyhose, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Skip the mothering first bit. first. <laughs> yeah, that's right, says Cliff. Skip that mothering stuff. We got a job. <laughs> and Beast Boy's like, so you hate mothers too, eh, leadhead? What do you like besides a hot bowl of machine oil with aluminum noodles? I don't have a mother or a father either. Just my guardian, Galtry, who's got a $2 watch for a heart. And uh, Cliff, if he could roll his eyes, I'm sure he's doing that now, because he's, he's like, you've been pulling that nasty old guardian routine for weeks, but we proved you were lying a couple of issues ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, really, they were set not up. Not so much proved, it's just yeah. it was hinted that he was lying. Yes. And they decide to put you a one on why not? That's right. Because he's annoying. That that's, he's, that's right. If he had been a pleasant, sweet little kid, they totally would have believed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before they can get too far into an argument, though, uh, Rita gets everyone back on task. She's like, all right, we've got an assignment to carry out. Beast Boy might be helpful. Let's go, let's go, move it along. <laughs> and so... Ooh, get her that's done. Right. That's right. She's only got limited time now that she's a married woman, cheating on her mm-hmm. husband with her... Uh, Teammates here. (laughs) Anyway, they get back in the car. They uh, zoom off to this warehouse where the chief found the uh, radioactivity clicking away. Somewhere Mm -hmm. inside that warehouse is the source of the radioactivity. But what's a big scientific operation doing in this area? So they break in and they find it is totally empty. Mm -hmm. And read it. Just doesn't get it. The chief recorded nuclear activity here not two hours ago. They couldn't have cleared out that fast. So a Beast Boy turns himself into a snake, causing Rita a little bit of a heart attack there. <laughs> yeah, she's weird because she knows exactly what his powers are, right? I know. Oh, my gosh, there's a green and snake on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he explains that he's going to explore down, down below, going to go through the ventilator shaft. And as he does, he finds a secret hidden staircase under the floor Mm -hmm. that goes way down. So he comes back. He tells everybody about it. They're like, how do we get down there? There's no staircase from here. There's no doors. There's nothing. And uh, they keep looking around. That's right. There's got to be something. Oh, hold it. Here's something. A window with a Venetian blind and a window shade. Huh. Why have both? Let's just see what happens if I pull the shade down. And as soon as he does that, the floor gives way. There's like a secret entrance. And uh, we find the secret steps. Beast Boy, of course, almost falls down. But uh, Rita saves him, pulls him out of the way there so he doesn't fall down the uh, instantly revealed staircase there. And thus ends part one. And thus ends part one. We get a public service announcement about how the policeman is your friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> he totally is. He takes... Maybe that one. Yeah, this one. Yeah, sure. He takes little girls that have been stung by bees. They rush yeah. them to the hospital. Well, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I should remember when little Arthur was accidentally locked in the supermarket last summer. <laughs> 'Cause that happens all the time. <laughs> I guess in Doom Patrol land it does. Oh yeah, because the kids are just wandering off <laughs> willy nilly and bother looking for them. So. Exactly. Why wouldn't they get locked in the uh, supermarket? They just figure out the Doom Patrol game out. <laughs> Where, wherever they are, Doom Patrol game died. Totally. Anyway, moral of the story Policemen, they're friendly. Yeah. <laughs> we get an ad for the Jimmy Olsen eighty page giant. Woohoo! Thank you, baby. That's right. Jimmy is, this one is all about his superstar impersonations. Mm -hmm. He becomes a rock and roll star, a mobster's (laughs) maul, the underworld trigger man. Lovely. Mm Texas (laughs) oil tycoon. Uh-huh. I know this is the 60s, but that's so so 50s. (laughs) He He was wacky. He is a wacky kid, that Jimmy Olsen. Alrighty, so we move into part two, and the Doom Patrol is going down the staircase. Crazy, crazy stairs. It's dark as a tomb down there. The stairs is very strange. I know. It looks like it sort of, whoo, it bends. And, <laughs> I know. At one point we're see it. seeing it, like, face on, and then the next, like, and then we're seeing it from above, and, yeah, yes. you're right, the perspective is really weird. <laughs> That's alright. I'm sure it's, all dramatic mm-hmm. <laughs> very dark it's yeah. very dark and beast boy turns himself into a massive fireflies and lights the way for his dim-eyed buddies mm-hmm. yes and they get downstairs and they find a beautiful like cave with a grand Ooh, piano statues. and, <laughs> and <laughs> kind of like phantom of the opera totally Yeah, yeah yeah a fireplace lovely comfy chairs yeah statues mm-hmm. all over the place it's amazing. It's impressive, actually, <laughs> says Rita. It's impressive. Who'd want to live down in a hole like this? This boy says, the king of the mushroom growers. Har-har-har. Har-har, exactly. Cliff is like very funny. Hey, here's a corridor leading out of here. Follow me. And of course, as he walks through it, he gets electrocuted because there's some sort of force shield going on. oh That's right. He pulls himself out of that electricity and uh, whew. That one really shook me right to my floating brain. Did you see that, Chief? <laughs> yes, says Chief. I'm getting a clear picture from your portable TV unit. and I know how to overcome that electrical obstacle. That's amazing that the uh, electricity didn't short out the little TV screen or anything. He builds good sun, okay. He totally does. We well, shoot. We need more of him. It <laughs> probably just added to his, uh, his power instead of right on so the chief solution very technical you got to get down on all fours and crawl underneath the electric force shield mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's of course what they do they crawl underneath and and they uh, as they go deeper into the, the tunnel they find this big machine digging away digging through making more of a tunnel and uh they find the tunnel maker in uh he takes the laser that he's using to uh, build the tunnel and he just kind of flips it around and starts shooting it at the Doom Patrol. And uh, Negative Man decides to teach him a lesson. He zips out and gives him a moving target so he can't uh, fire at anything. And then, then he just zooms right into the middle of the laser, cuts it in half, and that's it for the laser. Uh Yes, and while he's doing that, the driver of the uh, little machine pulls off his little helmet, and he's like, you idiots, have you forgotten my power so soon? <laughs> That's a great panel there. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, he's like, totally. He's like a really bad haircut. <laughs> yes, yeah, the eyes are deep and sunken and, mm-hmm. oh, gross. Holy hair tonic, it's, it's Mr. 103. All right, so who's Mr. 103, asks Beast Boy. Fortunately, the editor happens to be listening because he drops like a little editorial box right there. Mm-hmm. see, Doom Patrol number 98. He was she John, did. that's right, John Dubrovny, a brilliant biochemist who suffered a mental collapse. Mm-hmm. Like they all do. They all do. <laughs> you got to pick biology or chemistry. You can't do the both. That's going to rot your brain there. Mm-hmm. All right, so he... Uh, Back to the action there. He can control all of the 103 known elements. First, he changes his outer surface to lead, and then he fills his inside with helium, and he floats up over top of Negative Man, and then he turns himself into liquid lead and coats Negative Man with a coating of lead so that uh, Negative Man cannot get out. He's trapped inside a Larry. And then he turns himself into two different elements, a little nitrogen, a splash of oxygen to form a laughing gas oh yeah (laughs) nitrous oxide and that takes out uh (laughs) beast boy and elastigirl as he sticks his fingers up their noses (laughs) (laughs) just to make sure they get a good whiff of the laughing gas Mm -hmm. and so while uh well three of the doom patrol are all uh laid out there cliff goes after him i can handle you alone he said all (laughs) righty so he turns himself into uh what we thought was sulfur but really it is Uh, carbon, it's some sort of carbon compound. He forms like jellied gasoline and he splashes it around and sets fire to the very walls. Woo! That's right. Swoosh. Jellied uh, gasoline. Never heard of it. It's like, it's napalm. Alrighty, there you go. Napalm. (laughs) Kablammo! It's jellied so that when you throw it on things it sticks. Oh, that's nasty. Yes. Nasty. Alrighty, so we got flames all over the place. It's nice and warm. Air's heating up. So he turns into uh, another carbon compound, cellulose. (laughs) And then turns himself into a paper kite and uh, flies away on the hot air. So they get back to the Doom Patrol headquarters and they... uh, Well, that dude just straight up... Turned into a kite and (laughs) escaped. (laughs) He just Um, escaped. Yeah, a paper kite with all the uh, flames flying around. Yeah, and they couldn't do anything. I said, well, it's floating. (laughs) I I guess we're done. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to catch a floating kite. (laughs) Could he throw, like, flaming rocks at him or something? (laughs) I know. Totally. Cliff could take one of his hot metal arms, rip it off, and toss it at him. (laughs) He's doing that all the time. Oh, well. They get Any... back, and Cliff says, yeah, that guy, that old Adam Master sure made us look silly. And the chief is like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apparently, yes yeah, yeah. He apparently escaped from the mental institution where he'd been confined, but what is that warped genius after? And they uh, take a look at the map, and they figure out that the tunnel he was digging could have, could have brought him beneath the library. Or the Museum of Science? Or a high school? Hmm, but why? Why How does he know? How does he know that he wasn't going to dig a whole bunch further? Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, he could be... He could be oh, going... Knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cliff is like, ah, he's just crazy about good books. <laughs> Wants to get around the library card borrowing system. And we flash over then to Steve Dayton's manor. And uh... Mm-hmm. Steve is laying down the law. That's final. You are my wife now, not den mother to those fabulous freaks. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> hold on there, Mr. Dayton. <laughs> You're my husband, not my keeper. I never promised you I'd give up the Doom Patrol. Ah, uh, what's wrong with us? This is supposed to be our honeymoon. And I can get away now. How about a little yacht trip? Uh huh. Now. He- Get away, <laughs> before it was all business 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 but mm-hmm. i am uh I'm now now i got the free time now that you're uh, hanging out with the Doom patrol mm-hmm. she however is i'm sorry steve i can't leave until mr 103 is taken care of you'll just have to understand yeah and off she goes the following day they uh they go to the museum of science and uh they don't understand what Mr. 103 would want from uh, this place. It's a, just a dusty old museum, but the chief figures he's after more power, and what he wants is right here, but this time we've got the gun that popped him once already. And yeah, they had used like a freeze gun or something to freeze him in. Uh, yeah, freeze him into, into whatever museum. form he was. That's right. So uh, the guy at the door, the uh, security guard, he's like, There's no costume party here, guys. Stay out. And uh, Cliff just throws him a quarter. we got business on the fourth floor. Here, go buy yourself a soda. It might get rough around here soon. (laughs) So they find that there's this ginormous rock in the middle of the uh, science museum there. Mm -hmm. It's a meteorite. That's right. It landed on Earth 60 years ago. It may have come from our own solar system, or that's when Mr. 103 comes crashing through the door looking like one of those little uh, wooden airplanes. Or it might be a wanderer from some distant system containing elements unknown to our world, which is exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, so He just wants more elements to turn into. Is? That's right. 103 is not nearly enough. He wants the right. crazy space elements. <laughs> mm-hmm. So while he's this wooden hello, or, uh, plane... With the plane. face. The, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Beast Boy turns into a little... Uh, Woodpecker and starts drilling holes into his uh, wing there, <laughs> <laughs> and so Mr. One Hundred and Three turns that arm into flaming sulfur. All right, there's the sulfur. There is the sulfur. That's he right. Warms his feathers, <laughs> and uh, of course he gets a ass full of uh, flame there. He's running around patting his. You're all hot. <laughs> Oh, that's right, that's oh, right. A hot butt, I guess. <laughs> Yowee, get him, Larry. Shoot him with your wacky whack, rear gun. Finish him off. And just as Larry's about to do that, Cliff is like, no, 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 hold on there, gauze face. I want one good poke at him. <laughs> so instead of shooting him and freezing him, Cliff just hauls off and slams him in the chin. But uh, 103's turned his chin into lead. <laughs> Big, huge lead chin. No. You've got, like, the Jay Leno chin right <laughs> now. got oh, the super Jay Leno, yeah. <laughs> Got the Jay Leno eyes. Hmm. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> All righty. Cliff's not uh, having any of that, though. He just decides to dive right on top of him. Show's over. Turn on your field lights, because I'm coming in for a landing. But uh, <laughs> he uh, turns on his lights. He turns on his neon lights and says, Neon's a gas, you know, my metal-headed friend. So... Cliff dives right through his center, smashes his head up a little bit. Rita decides to take on Mr. 103, and this is when he turns back into the uh, radio tube head there. <laughs> <Me-check> horror. <laughs> That's right. For my finishing act, the one that finishes you, I've used the various elements. Employed in electronic parts, I'm now a human energy transmitter. <laughs> She's like, you're just a big vacuum tube to me, Buster. And this lady is going to bust your vacuum. And as she reaches out to, like, squash his head, he sends some electric shocks charging through her. I'm too hot to handle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then, putting negative man out of action, he emits the radio waves, sound waves, and, of course, knock. You can drop the gun. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And then he cranks up the sound, starts bursting people's eardrums, and uh, they are in pain, man. Mm-hmm. Last desperate gamble. Larry sends Negative Man forth. He uh, starts to shoot that freeze gun, but misses. And uh, Mister One Hundred and Three grabs that ginormous meteorite, blocks the freeze ray with the meteorite, and sends it bouncing all over the place. And uh, ah, that's why he wanted that's the Right? He knew what? that He's ray. It protects me. That's why I must have it. Well, if that's what you want, be my guest. How many pieces would you like, says Cliff. Say, eleventy-seven skedillion. That is a number. <laughs> that's a nice word. <laughs> And he's cracking it into bajillions of pieces there. Now let's do a little think chopping. Like, let's chop a 103 down to 46 or 27. Get away from me. Get away! Holy and he, uh... know. That's right. He turns into some sort of gas, floats away, and gets away. He is gone. <sighs> Once again. Bummer. Man, if we did cat things that like could make us float a couple feet <laughs> off the air, we would cat that dude every time. Totally. You would think. <laughs> you would think by now. You never escape quickly. It's just. Yeah, ooh, it's just a gas. He's just floating. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like a rocket engine or anything. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> oh, we blew it again. Just call us the Dunce Patrol. Yes. And the chief's like, okay, he's a tough opponent, Cliff. Now he may be unbeatable. They found one chunk of the meteorite missing. One well, chunk they of know. the seventy-seven skidillion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they put it all back together now. I mean, oh, there's a piece missing. We can't. That's ready. right. Arg. <laughs> Mister One Hundred and Three had to escape with it, and that means only trouble. And of course, at the Doom Patrol, or not at the Doom Patrol, at uh, Dayton Manor. There, Steve is. Still pressuring Rita. Come on, we'll forget about today. The yacht's fueled and loaded. We'll head off for the Isles of Greece. Nope, not yet, Steve. There's something I've got to do first. I'm I'm so sorry. And she goes off spying on Beast Boy. And uh, Beast Boy's talking to his guardian. He's like, ah, you're still falsifying the books, Galtry? I could prove what I think you're doing with my money. If I could prove it, they'd send you up for life. Shut up. Get to bed. I don't like jokes like that. (laughs) And then he calls his uh, bookie or whatever. Edwards, transfer. That's right. $200,000 from the boy's account to mine. It's just a brief personal crisis. Don't worry. It's perfectly legal. And Rita, at this point, she overhears everything. Here's tip number one. (laughs) If someone has note say, don't worry, it's perfectly legal. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point to uh, go by. That's a little tip for you kids out there to control that. ever time, don't worry, it's perfectly legal. Just, just walk away. Yeah, walk away. It, it's not. Second tip if you're making a secret phone call, pull the blinds, <laughs> <laughs> close the window, perhaps. <laughs> so that the ginormous eye staring in at you uh, doesn't take it all in. Because <laughs> Rita has heard everything and she's like, oh my gosh, he's a bigger fink than the kid said he was. I have to do something to help that boy. I just—I must totally—I'm crushing your head. <laughs> Watch it, kids. Rita's feelings for the kid is about to light a fuse that could blow half the world sky high. Don't miss the fun in the next issue. Boom, boom, boom. That's it for this story. That's it for this That's story. The story. That's a short one, but we've got two-parter. Oh man! Oh, a two-parter. We do have a second story, though. We've got the Robot Maker Must Die. Oh, yeah, Last part of the Robot story. Man Unchained story. <laughs> That's right. We've got our little letter column there, filled with Beast Boy comments. Some people love them. Some people hate them. One kid wants him to get his own comic. Yeah, I'd like that, too. Then wouldn't be in this one. <laughs> That's right. Huh. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. Gosh. Since Robot Man overcame his own unique handicap, says Margaret Jimmy, Jimmy Nani, Uh you think he'd be patient with other man's faults. But that bully side he displays when dealing with Beast Boy does neither him nor the boy any good. A grown man like him should exercise more control than let a kid upset him. He's got a big mouth, but maybe it's because he needs an older person's help. All boys need a friend, brother, or father figure. Oh, oh, I'm wiping a tear away right now. <laughs> anyway, that's the letter column. It's full of Beast Boy Palooza. What are you doing reading columns, lady? That's right. Jesus. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> Get yeah. rid of the green salad kid. Alrighty, so we got a second story there. We got The Robot Maker Must Die. The smashing conclusion of the greatest pulse pounder since Adrenaline. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lusty door. Right? It's not recommended for jellyfish, lily livers, or chicken hearts. The smashing saga of Robot Man before he joined the DP. Alrighty. So Robot Man at this point, he's still a crazy man. Crazy half-man. Running around, determined to squash the chief. So we open up on a news report there. I'm assuming it's by Arnold Drake, and it looks like it's still by uh, Bruno Primiani. Yep. So we got uh, Cliff... Rampaging through the city. This Thank is Dan. And that's right. Dan Salem with today's big story. Today, we'll inspect three men caught in a web of hatred and revenge. The first is perhaps not even a man. He is a robot man. Blazing adventurer Cliff Steel, blah, blah, blah. Recap, recap, recap. Now, the mad robot searches the city for the man he's vowed to kill, the man who made him a robot, to identify the surgeon's face would only aid the killer's search. So we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> the last of the strange trio. Oh, was the 60s. I Today, know. they would have had his face blasted on. No kidding. This is the guy he's looking for. <laughs> this guy. Do you see this guy? I will totally tell us. Because <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> we're going to do that when he catches him. That's right. I on TV. That's right, right, right. And the last important guy here is Detective Lieutenant Briar, a simple, colorless man with but one urgent command. Destroy Robot Man. (laughs) All right. So we're still back at the news station there. They get a special bulletin. Uh, I can't read this. Are you sure? Yes, we checked it with police headquarters. All righty. Hold your breath, folks. Bulletin. Dr. Niles Calder, the man who created Robot Man, has asked for a meeting with the human robot at 2 p.m. today in his office. Ooh, see? This is like today. Mm. Lieutenant Breyer was asked to clear an area of three square blocks surrounding the surgeon's office of all police. I'll be glad to accommodate you, Doc. Real glad. He's like sitting there on his desk, feet propped up, checking his nails. I'm not sure he's all that committed to his job there. (laughs) The only question is, will Robot Man show up? Try and stop me. I'd like to see anyone. Just try, says Robot Man in the hobble that he's staying in there yeah. cracking mirror, wallpaper peeling off but he's got a tv so that's good yeah. not for much longer though because he grabs his bed and just he throws it dog. through the wall <laughs> i'm getting out of this cockroach castle but first i'll leave something to remember robot man by. <laughs> that's not nice no he uh walks out through the hole <laughs> steps out onto the balcony i guess Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's his. Probably the fire escape. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a little step there. So he's out on the fire escape, and eventually he goes down into the town. There, we got mm-hmm. helicopters searching all over the place. Camera crews are trained on the area surrounding the hospital. It's been completely cleared of police and civilians as well. But will Robot Man come? And of course, sure enough, he is. <laughs> they see him. They mm-hmm. let everyone know that he's coming. The police come. Zooming in, they block off the corners, they block off the streets. Those finks. They used Calder's offer as bait to get me here. I got to retreat. But they've, of course, cut off everything. It's just a trap. I walked into it like a tin-headed jerk. They start shooting bullets at him because, of course, they haven't learned yet that the bullets aren't going to harm the metal body. Aim at his head. His head. There's a human brain in there. It's his only vulnerable spot. If the bullets don't down him, the gas hill gas'll get robot man Calder k-o'd him with gas once so they're shooting gas they're shooting guns and uh (laughs) cliff does his thing those bullets are like sand fleas on an elephant's hide and the gas doesn't bother me because i discovered how to release the emergency oxygen built into me you've had your turn fuzz now it's my turn first i need a weapon like my own arm and he rips it off (laughs) clear a path unless you want to get hit with a 200 pound arm and he's just swinging it around knocking through the police like crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i can't stay kiddies i was just playing cops and was with you ha 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 and he stalks off down the town holding one of his arms there and tell uh, you know he's saying they goofed one corridor was left open here i go and he uh <laughs> steps onto the sidewalk and this is just like straight out of Looney Tunes, man. Yeah. Instead of a, instead of the sidewalk, it was just uh, a big blanket that looks like the sidewalk. concrete like the sidewalk. And he steps on it and falls into like a big jungle trap. Meep meep. That's right. <laughs> Watch out! There's a train coming. Now who's the goof up? Concrete walls. I can't climb out. Seems I remember a fire hydrant near this hole, and that means and they're uh, getting the bulldozer to come pick him up, but uh, he figures there's an iron pipe feeding the hydrant down there, so he's smashing away through the uh, cement there. He finds the iron pipe, and with the use of Dr. Calder's magic magnetic feet, he walks himself up to the surface. Just in time for the bulldozer to run into him, but uh, that's not going to stop him. He lifts the uh, bulldozer up with one hand, he flips it over, Don't kill me, says the driver. I'm just following orders. Don't kill me." And of course, uh, he saves the guy. But why? I don't get you, Robot Man. What's your angle? He's using the uh, bulldozer to kind of, I don't know, block the... uh, He's just flipping it over. He's just causing mayhem. The way he does. And then as Robot Man silently slips away, they'll never understand these normals. That I'm not a born killer. It's this brain inside me that keeps pounding and burning like it's going to explode. Now they've cut me off from the guy who gave me this tinker toy body and they've wrecked my brain. Or he wrecked his brain. But I'll get to him somehow and then. Holy cow, I've got oh, it. No. That's right. How I can walk right through that net of cops around Calder. Not just walk, I'll swim. <laughs> so he climbs down into the sewers. Nice of the boys to be out uh, out to lunch just when I needed to use this place. <laughs> yeah, they're out to lunch. They left their acetylene torch. <laughs> That's just what I need to open up the water main. Nice. So he gets the gas going. No flame. How do you ignite these gizmos? Man, what I wouldn't give for a match. Heh, who needs it when you're robot man? That's the ticket. Now I light it up with one of my own sparks. So he's like opening his body and letting the little electricity pop out there. And that lights up the, uh, the torch. He cuts a hole in the uh, tube and starts swimming through the sewers. Uh, My emergency auction should hold out long enough for me to get where I'm going, right under Calder's Hospital. The cops never thought about this underground road. Ha! And the police are telling uh, Lieutenant Briar we've lost him, sorry man. A water main, you idiots! That's where he disappeared, and he'll come dripping out of Calder's faucet any minute. Hurry, get your men! (laughs) And he figures out exactly where he needs to come out, This should bring me right under the hospital. Uh Uh-oh. Some joker removed the ladder, and it's a ceramic pile, so I can't use my magnetic shoes. Hmm. So he unbolts one of his magnetic legs. (laughs) (laughs) The magnetic sole is sticking to the manhole lid. I'm probably the first guy who ever gave himself a leg up. (laughs) So he's got one leg. He's got his arm kind of wrapped around him with extra wires there. (laughs) He comes up right in front of the uh, hospital's door. And, uh, of course, people see him. Close in on a man, and he's just crawling along on one arm, one leg. The rest (laughs) under uh, (laughs) his... Hanging on to it as best he can. What a spot. One arm, one leg gone, and a zillion cops closing in. Only one lousy chance for me if I could just reach the oxygen tank. He grabs it, that's right. Okay, you finks, take one more step and I'll pull this tank of oxygen to my chest and ignite it with a spark. That's a big bang. Now get back, kitties. So of course they all get back and they let him crawl up the steps. And once he's in the hospital, he puts himself back together. Throws his leg back on, he puts his uh, arm back on and runs through the hospital. He uh, comes into a dark room. Greetings, Dr. Calder, I'm here to keep that date with you figured the cops would kill me before I could get here, but no such luck for you." And he grabs the guy and finds not the chief, but some dude wrapped up in uh, band-aids. Let like, go! Oh, gasp, you're hurting me. I- I'm not this Calder guy. Don't try to cop out, buddy. You're the one who made me a walking jukebox, and now you're getting yours. And then we get a lovely lady popping over. Stop, he's not Calder. He's really not. A dame. Hey, it could be a dame. There are dame doctors too, so maybe it's you, honey. That is, of course, when the chief reveals himself. No, Mr. Steele, it's neither one of them. I'm the man who made you a robot. He grabs the chief's uh, wheelchair, holds it way up, (laughs) way up in the air. Okay, Grandpa, say your prayers. And uh, from the background, one of the uh, people is saying, Lay off, you idiot. Can't you see he's an invalid? So? (laughs) Yeah, big deal. (laughs) He lost his legs, big deal. He took more than that from me chief says gasp I don't blame you gasp it's a mistake I can tell I can make you well again I can cure your madness huh okay talk but talk fast and at this point we see that the uh, the other two people in case you haven't guessed already are uh, Larry and Rita and they're holding them back you all three of you you were brought together for the same reason you've been cast out of society because you're different but each of you has amazing power banding together we four, we could put those powers to constructive use Make a place for ourselves in the world. Fat chance. If these two are like me, the world will call them freaks too. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we could give the word new meaning. Show them that there's value even in freaks. Bravo, Larry Trainer says the chief. Nah, it'll never work, says Robot Man. But it's worth a chance, says Rita. <laughs> there you go. We get a little uh, first little Doom Patrol reboot there. <laughs> Sort of. Well, not so much. We were just sort of filling in some backstory. Yeah, yeah. Action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, Anyway, it's it's a way of looking at how they, uh, A different way of how they all got pulled together, sort of. But, uh, Mm-hmm. A little bit. But either way, Robot Man gets his brain fixed, and... Doom Patrol is... They all live doomily ever after. They all live doomily ever after. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Did it work, man? You know it did, gang. Cause that's how the Doom Patrol started. But next issue, there's a real eye opener for you. They snap, pop, and crackle. The private world of Negative Man. Ooh. Uh-huh. Little backup stories continue. <laughs> Alrighty, and that is it for this Silver Age issue. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presumably, we will see Mr. 103 show up next time. Well, I would think so. You would think so, since they kind of ended <laughs> it on a bit of a presumably we'll see beast boy's story continue a little bit mm-hmm. i like how they yeah uh, they've got the little threads that just continue on there yeah he's doing a good job of weaving subplots together and yeah keeping everything going totally we get we get uh, the mento rita situation that kind of builds in the background for a while we've had beast boy burbling away there in the background and mm-hmm. Soon we will see that with some of the other characters as well. It's kind of cool. It's a good thing for a DC. book at this time. Alrighty. If you did, yes, if you would like to uh, comment on this or any of our other episodes, you can wander on over to our website, doompodtroll.com, and we've got all our episodes up, and you can click a link and comment away to your heart's content there. Or you can send us an email at doompodtroll at gmail we'll <laughs> Alrighty, first time soon. That's right, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so we will catch you all next week. Have <laughs> a good week. Bye bye.